Well, it started with Israel sending a dossier to the US alleging that 12 employees of the United Nations Palestinian Refugee Agency had links to Hamas or were involved in the October 7 attacks in southern Israel. The response to these allegations was swift, with the US and other major funders, including France, Germany, Japan and Australia, suspending funding to the United Nations Relief and Works Agency. As the UN investigates these allegations, the Foreign Affairs Minister Penny Wong signalled that she would like to see the funding reinstated. And Prime Minister Anthony Albanese had this to say at the weekend. Kids in Gaza can't be in a situation whereby people are literally starving mm. and the only organisation that can provide that support there is UNRWA. UNRWA are providing shelter uh, for uh, literally hundreds of thousands of people there. Tom White is the Director of UNRWA Affairs in Gaza and joins me now. Welcome to you. Welcome to you, Tom. Hello, Andy. Uh, you, were you aware of these allegations prior to Israel releasing this dossier? Uh, the, they had shared this information with you before it, its release, I understand. The uh, Israeli authorities released uh, uh, some information to us. Uh, immediately, the agency took action uh, in terms of uh, terminating the employment of these 12 individuals. Uh, and also uh, with the Department of Internal Oversight Services, which is a UN-wide uh, investigative capacity, uh, that office is now undertaking an investigation uh, to follow up on these matters. Israel's also alleging that about 10% of all UNRWA's Gaza staff have ties to Islamist militant groups. Given that most of your employees are in Gaza, you must be aware of this risk that it was likely that your employees did indeed have connections or, or perhaps sympathies with Hamas? So we employ about 13,000 uh, people in Gaza, you know, the doctors, teachers, nurses, water engineers, logisticians. Uh, we go to extraordinary lengths and, you know, I've been you know working in the humanitarian sector for quite a while here in a number of countries. I've never been in an organisation that goes to such lengths to ensure that uh, staff uh, by and work to the uh, principles of being a humanitarian. And that means essentially, you know, that is any service with a humanitarian organisation um, links to any militant group is totally incompatible. Uh, we take a, go to extraordinary lengths in terms of training our staff, vetting staff um, every year. And I would note here that you know, every year we provide the Israeli authorities a list of all of this, the people we're employing in Gaza. You know, it is a very, very complex environment here. Uh, it's been the scene of uh, ongoing conflict, and you can imagine the, 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 the challenges that that presents. So we also provide the names of all of our staff to Israel every year. And how recently did you provide that information to Israel? about your current employees? Uh, that's, done, that, that's done on a yearly basis. Because, uh, I mean, 1,200 staff members with links to Hamas or Palestinian uh, Islamic Jihad is the allegation. One senior Israeli government official said your whole institution uh, is a, quote, haven for Hamas radical ideology. How do you respond? Look, UNRWA has been providing services now for Palestine refugees across the region and in Gaza for, you know, 70 years now. 
uh, you know, over those years and particularly in recent years, you know, UNRWA has come under increased attacks from Israel, uh, from figures within Israel. Uh, there are we, we know, and it's you know it's very clear, and you can listen to uh, the statements of prominent figures in Israel or, or, or cabinet ministers. Even you know there there have been sustained attacks against um, UNRWA over the years. Now that said, the reality is that you know UNRWA is providing vital services to the um, people of Gaza. Um, you know we. Have even prior to this conflict, you know, we were we were providing education for three hundred thousand children. You know, medical uh, support for one point five million people. We had a food and, and that, program that worked, because of the economic blockade that, that on worked, Gaza. That worked, no doubt. Good. Yeah. Is it now compromised? I mean, how can you uh, operate independently for, uh, any further? I mean, surely you must <laughs> agree to that. So. We, um, you know, the vast majority of our staff are committed to their work as humanitarians, and that stands. You know, we have had a very small uh, group of individuals who have betrayed their employment contract. They've empl- they've uh, betrayed the principles in which they work as humanitarians, and in fact, they've betrayed the community that they should actually serve. You know what we are saying is that our our role here is vital. Um, you know we have got the safeguards in place. A very small group of individuals have betrayed the organisation. What is the current situation right now for UNRWA? I mean, do you have sufficient funds to provide the education, shelter, and food that uh, you've been providing for hundreds of thousands of Palestinians in Gaza? The harsh reality is that. By the end of this month, we will not have the funds to pay our staff. Uh, I've got 3,000 staff who are currently working on the emergency. They are running shelters for uh, displaced people. They are running health clinics. I mean, just to give you a sense, since the war started, we've provided 1.9 million health consultations. You know, 350,000 uh, families are receiving food. We've distributed just over 20 million litres of water. You know, we are essentially, and in the words of the Secretary General, the backbone of the operation in Gaza. You know, we are working with a range of other partners, UN and NGO, but they all rely upon the um, the uh, uh, operational architecture that we have in place. And in fact, we are doing the heavy lifting of the operation. You know, UNICEF is bringing in vaccines, but ultimately it's an UNRWA nurse who is putting it in the arms of children. When you hear the Australian Prime Minister and the Foreign Minister say that UNRWA can, uh, that, that only UNRWA can provide uh, on the ground support in Gaza, you must feel somewhat confident that your funding will be reinstated soon. Uh, have you been negotiating directly with the Foreign Minister and her office over this? UNRWA has been engaging with you know a range of countries. They're obviously very concerned um, about the allegations. I'm, to, I'm just talking um, about said, your funding. Your funding. The, the, Will it be reinstated soon? What are you? What are you being told? Yeah, we are getting indications now that you know a range of governments continue to look at the funding and looking very closely at the outcomes of this investigation. We are encouraging them to come back to the table and ensure we get the funding. Essentially, if the funding doesn't come uh, to UNRWA. 
the operation here will collapse. You know, we've got a large proportion, 40% of the population here at risk of famine. It would be absolutely catastrophic to withdraw the funding for UNRWA at this critical time. So do you expect the Australian portion of your funding to be reinstated before the end of the week? Um, I wouldn't say expect. I mean, I would be I'm very encouraged by the, uh, the, the rhetoric coming from the government, both the, the foreign minister and also the prime minister. Uh, and, you know, I would hope that that funding um, is reinstated because Australia plays a very important role uh, in supporting, um, you know, people living in Gaza and, in fact, Palestine refugees in the region. We're out of time, unfortunately. Tom White is the Director of UNRWA Affairs in Gaza. Thanks for your time this afternoon. Thank you, Andy.